Yo, good looks to DreadSock.com for sponsoring this episode of Real Notes. Anyone who has curly or locked hair like me knows how sacred a good hair wrap is. A do-rag, a wave cap, a scarf, a bandana, a bonnet, you name it. DreadSock goes a step beyond the average with silk-based head wraps that offer full protection and frizz control for curls from 2A to 4C. They're made of a blend of breathable materials to help retain hair's moisture and preserve hairstyles enough to ensure a few less trips to the salon, all held down with an elastic band strong enough to withstand even the most aggressive head trips. Whether you wear one to bed or wear one on the go, Dreadsock will have you looking fresh and full. Socks come in all sizes, from shorties for short hair and beginner twists to extra large for the longer locked folks out there. Look, y'all, I've been growing my locks for nearly two decades and have been a loyal Dreadsock customer for 15 years. So when I tell you these shits work, I'm dead ass. Plus, they're an independent black owned business that's worth the time and energy. So, go to dreadsock.com and use promo code CINEMASAI, that's C-I-N-E-M-A-S-A-I, for 10% off your first order. They won't fall off in your sleep, but they will keep you looking fresh. Thanks again to Dreadsock for sponsoring the episode. Now let's keep this shit moving. What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is New Jersey rapper and multi-instrumentalist Reg Mason. We spoke about The Bear, Shameless, Oppenheimer, the 2006 comedy Accepted, the art of bootleg DVDs, how School of Rock inspired him to start making music, finding his love for hardcore punk and blog era hip-hop, the importance of representing New Jersey in his music, keeping an open musical mind as you grow older, and the creative process behind his debut album, Test Drive. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, this is the first Real Notes I've recorded, and I think maybe like, maybe almost a month. I want to say like maybe three, four weeks. Um, I've been on break. Uh, I needed it. Chicago was nice. Portillo's was cool. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good times out there. Happy to be home. Happy to be back in my element um fucking yeah we're here dylan green cinema Sci, uh got a lot of names do a lot of shit be around um if anybody in the anybody in the tri-states around in uh what well, yeah no because this is coming out a couple days before so we're doing our first live one um in brooklyn with fat boy sharif still tipped up gonna be a beautiful night um i'm printing out stickers people are gonna be there we're gonna do karaoke and give hugs we're not doing karaoke but it's gonna be fun um so come through i'm gonna put the link wherever it goes in the bio y'all can find it but um we're with somebody here who um this is a man who also does a lot of things and has been around for a while and was gracious enough to uh come on here right maybe like hours after he broke his hand I, I like kind of can't believe he's here <laughs> after af, after all this shit's happened. But, you know, um, yeah. fucking fellow Jersey boy, rapper, producer, singer, instrumentalist, um, diner goer, uh, unions, u- u- union zone. We got fucking Reg Mason in the house Ooh. today. Fucking test drives out now. Um, <laughs> please go listen to it. Um, Reg, man, thank you for being here. Like, really, really happy to have you here, bro. Of course, absolutely. I am so just like overjoyed like to be here because it's like as we said before, like like maybe not to you, but to me, it's like it's been years in the making. I've been tapped into your material and like what you've been 
like your contributions to the scene for a long time now. So I'm glad to be here. Damn, man. That that's it's like I really, really appreciate that a lot. It's so weird to hear people say that to me, just like being at the point now where it's like, yeah, I've been like listening, reading. It, uh, I'm not used to that. And it means a lot. I just like it, it's it's just always wild to be reminded of how far the words and the and and the podcast and everything reach and just to like be able to give back and just talk to people and put on for dope shit, especially since you're from Jersey. Like, yeah, like for people who don't know, we met for the first time at uh, Mike's Young World maybe about three, four weeks ago. And, uh, and 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 we both found out that we were both from Jersey. And like, you know, that was already, you know, like that was already a big connection there. And like you said, like, you know, like Jersey's been like, it's just been really beautiful between like the shit with Topaz and with y'all and just like all the club rap shit, like, <laughs> Jersey's really having a moment. Um, I was just talking with Sam. Uh, shout out to Sam about this uh, right before y'all came on. But like, yeah, Jersey's having a beautiful moment right now. And I'm happy that you're uh, I'm happy you're a part of that because, uh, yeah, I'm really fucking with Test Drive. It's great. Really? Uh, OK, that's dope. <laughs> that's dope here. Yeah, nah, man. man. A, lot of, a lot of nights, a lot of sleepless nights uh, where it was just uh, me and uh, my main producer for the record, Kurt Curtis. We were just going at it for like 14 months straight and then you know like we just you know we made made a baby so i'm just happy (laughs) i'm just happy that uh people that is getting a warm reception i'm glad people like it hell yeah well we're gonna get we're gonna get to all of that a little later but you know um i'm gonna ask you the first question i ask everybody who comes on here um what was the last movie or tv show you watched that you had a strong opinion about though a strong opinion it could be Positive or negative? Positive or negative, whatever you want. I mean, I mean, I want, I want to be super basic, but I feel like The Bear is like some of the best television that I've seen in like the past like ten years. Honestly, like I still, I, I still haven't finished the first season. I love what I saw, but I just never got around to finishing it. Like, talk to me about the second. Like, how'd you like the second season so far? Uh, second season, I'm, I'm about two episodes away from finishing it. I basically like ran through like. 80% of the second season and then I did like a hard stop because like a bunch of shit with the album started popping up and I was like yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow this low too quickly I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna save this I'm gonna save it these last three episodes or whatever so the second season it definitely dives deeper into uh kind of like the main character Carmi's I guess like psyche and his background and why he is the way he is because you only really get they only pull the veil back just a little bit in season one, but season two, you really get to dig deep into it. And amongst like other characters too, you get, it makes you understand their actions and uh, their characteristic traits a whole lot more throughout the show, even detailing back to season one. That's tight. Cause like, cause I, cause I came into the bear cause um, um, I was already familiar with Jeremy Allen White. Cause I was a fan of shameless for a long time. Um, I stopped watching, I think around season five, but like I but but like I was already like super familiar with him as Lip and like everything with the Gallagher. So like just kind of like seeing the similarities and differences between Lip and Carmi has been like a lot of fun for me. That's why, you know, like that that kind of that kind of gave the bear an extra layer for me. And like, you know, having uh having been to Chicago um now twice because I came back uh what like two weeks ago, like I kind of like, like, like I'm excited to really dig into the bear, like having been to Chicago and kind of gotten a little bit like like a little tiny taste of that food culture, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, it's really wild when you think about it, because um, at least my experience with Jeremy Allen White's filmography, 
is uh, I watched The Bear first, and then I had to fill that void. So I watched all of Shameless in like maybe like <laughs> in a span of like four to five months or whatever. And then um, by the time that I finished Shameless, season two got greenlit and it was coming back. And yeah, and both shows take place in Chicago. So it's like, right. it's like sisters in a way. Like, damn. So so how'd you like Shameless? Because for a second, I thought I thought you were about to say you finished the whole thing in like four to five weeks. And I was about to ask like how you're standing. No, like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I did get through like the first three seasons in like, I want to say like a week and a half or two. But okay. I'm not really I'm not really into the binging stuff because it's like especially with a show like that like there's so many different plots going on at the same time every show is an hour long every season's like 15 episodes like that's we got money to make we we ain't trying to we ain't trying to do all that right felt 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 (laughs) (laughs) fucking um i'm trying to remember because the first like I started watching Shameless because I walked in and my dad watching it because it was like airing while I was in college. And um, he was watching the end of the first season when um, oh, what was what was the, what was the blonde girl's name that Lip was in love with until she got sent to New Mexico? I know exactly who you're talking. Uh, not Cl- Karen. It was Karen. OK, yeah, so Karen. um, so so Karen. So so it was uh, Karen's father was um jumping into the fucking ice water he killed himself that was like that 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 was the first thing i saw from shameless so i'm like what the fuck is this show and i went back and started watching the whole first season because um yeah and then and, and, and like i uh i would watch it every sunday with my dad up until i think yeah probably about season five and i was like yeah Maybe I'm cool off of watching the Gallagher's just like <laughs> spiral, spiral every week. It, it's it's it, it, it got it got a little too intense for me. They're just <laughs> it's just so gnarly because like I feel like um at least my experience with the show, uh a lot of people who are like longtime Shameless fans like they definitely say like season five, season six is probably the time to jump ship because then it starts <laughs> getting to like. You know, like certain characters leave and then they come back and then shit's already like weird. Writers change. And yeah, it's a it's an odd show, but it definitely starts to divulge into a a cartoon after a while. But <laughs> it's the Gallagher. So it's hilarious regardless. You know, right. Yeah. No, nah, like they're like the you know, just like seeing <laughs> I don't see. I, see, I want to say this carefully because being like, oh, the dysfunction's half the fun. It's like. That's like a kind of fucked up way to look at it because it's just like you're like watching these people. I mean, like, I'm like they're actors, obviously, but like, yeah, it's just like the Gallagher's are just they're just magnetic. I don't know what it is. It's just like just shit keeps happening and you can't stop watching. You I, know? I think like, <laughs> I think the thing that is so like attractive about like just the Gallagher's as a unit and like how they're depicted in the show is that um, I feel like it shows a level of poverty that is like really specific because like once you start talking about like white families and being impoverished it's really easy to just throw them into like trailer park like white trash territory and then it's like if you were to kind of shift that narrative and instead you're talking about a black family more than likely is gonna they're gonna try and like lean into like the oh inner city urban hood whatever the hell but like uh, but with the Gallagher's, they're like, oh, you're just poor as hell. <laughs> you just trying to you just trying to 
find a way to just, you know, like keep your head above water. I think that's a really interesting and very, uh, like that resonates with me a lot. Like them depicting poverty in that way in particular, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know, like it's, it's a, it's really visceral and like, you know, like even, even if you haven't like lived it yourself and like, 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 like it's the type of thing that even if you're just like around it, you know it, you know, like it's, it's, it's just like there, you know, like, especially, especially considering like the parts of Jersey that we come from where like, there's this like really weird, interesting mix of like, ultra fucking rich people and ultra fucking poor people like it's it's really wild you know like that's like it, it's like i've like, like i've told this like, like i try to explain it to people who've never been here before and they and and it's like it, it's it's just like it, it's like the difference between like driving from like upper bloomfield avenue and montclair down to like the border of bloomfield and glen ridge you know, like it's, it's, it's like a night and day difference between the two different areas of town. You know, it's, it's a uh, really insane. And yeah, yeah like I, I, um, you know, like, um, I definitely, I definitely saw some of that in the Gallagher's, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't relate a hundred percent, but yes. I got like, I, I got like a solid, like 30, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like, once you get a glimpse of it, it's like, you've, you've seen the whole art piece, you know, you see where they're going. Right. Yeah. Nah. Um, but no, nah, I'm excited, but, but I'm excited to really like, I'm, you know, like I'm in a, I'm in a place now where I'm like not working on a bunch of crazy shit at the moment. So like, there's like a, the bears definitely on my list. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to finish that. I'm trying to finish the righteous gemstones. I think there's one more episode I got to see of that. Um, which is oh, great. Succession? If you haven't seen it, that's another big one. <laughs> yeah. Nah, like success. <laughs> succession um i haven't i haven't started succession yet like i'm 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 at the point now where like it like the hype's died down it's over and i can just kind of watch it at my leisure but like the thing to me like gemstones has been my succession because like the shows are so similar Very like there, there's and, and you know like and you're like i have a uh um i have a parent who's a member of a mega church so i know really? yeah yeah my mom love you mom shout out to mom down in texas um you know i i've uh i've seen i'm like i haven't been to the church myself but i've seen things let's 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 let's, let's put it that way the righteous gemstones is a good time <laughs> <laughs> they uh oh yeah like that's real like i've like i've been there they got it, it it's it's uh <laughs> yeah they're, they're not fucking around they got it um <laughs> And shout out to Adam too. Like, uh, like I'm a huge workaholics fan. Like, mm-hmm. they're kind of like a big reason why I have the sense of humor that I have about like everything and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, it was really cool seeing him like rubbing shoulders with like John Goodman in a show. Like, it's just like how that happened. Yeah, no, and he's killing it too. Like, I love, I love, I love Kelvin's character. I love the whole, like, the whole thing with him and Keith. Just like I, like at this point, I really hope that they never. I hope they never become a couple. I hope they never fall in love because the idea of them being so in love with each other and they have no idea is way funnier than it would be if they were together. Like they like 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 they're obsessed with each other and they don't even fucking know it. It's great. I love it. <laughs> we're we're basically in like the same spot cuz like I've never actually started the Righteous Gemstones, but now it's kind of like the Bear and uh Shameless like being like sister shows in a way. Like yeah. the righteous gemstones and like succession kind of being about like at least like these families or these units where it's like they hold so much power over like public opinion 
and stuff. Like I definitely have to like jump into that now for sure. Right. And they're, uh, yeah. Like, and they're all spoiled white kids who are like trying to appease their, trying to appease their like geriatric fathers. Like yeah. it, it, they, they like, like they couldn't be any more alike outside of the subject matter. You know, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. Also Eric Andre's in the second season of gemstones and he's, it's maybe the best thing he's ever done outside of the Eric Andre show. He's incredible. Like Where? the way his it, it's, it's great. I, I, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna gas it up. It's great. I love the righteous <laughs> gemstones. Like it's, it's, I recommend it to everybody who, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those for me. Like, All right, then you got me. I'll, I'll buy the car. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a finish the bear and you start gemstones and you hit me about it and you let me know what you think. Okay. Um, I'm going to hit you with a play by play for sure. Come on, let's go. <laughs> um, before, b- before we get a little more granular, um, I was going through your Twitter and I saw you saw Oppenheimer. And I haven't talked about either. I haven't talked about Barbenheimer anything on here yet because I've been gone for a month. So thoughts on Oppenheimer. I need to know. <laughs> Yo, that damn, that damn movie is wild. I, f- I feel like um, in a lot of ways, first of all, shouts out to Christopher Nolan just for like pushing the brink of what you can do uh for like in film like to this mm. day but i feel like my opinions on oppenheimer it looks great like it look like it looks like a really great it's filmed very well uh killian yeah. murphy killed it like he, oppenheimer was like a very eccentric guy like it like historically speaking so it's like i felt like killian definitely fit that mode really well but um yeah, I, there was a couple things that I found kind of distracting. Like, for one, it's a very it's a very long movie, but it's also right. like really quick at the same time. Like, like really like it's it's long, it's quick, and it's loud. So, so I'm just like, yeah. it's very easy, at least for me, to get kind of like overstimulated because they're like just giving you the whole Wikipedia page, just like just like mad information and. Right and stuff but i don't know in a lot of ways though i think that um it's probably christopher nolan's at least to me probably my second or third favorite film by him i'm a sucker for tenet i'm Mm. a sucker for obviously like being basic i mean like dark Knight. what dark knight's influence on like film like filming and like the superhero fatigue that we all have now i feel like uh, christopher nolan's a big reason why uh like he was kind of like the four like the front runner for like oh superhero films can be sophisticated too mm. no so yeah but that was just my really long-winded way of saying Oppenheimer is pretty good i enjoyed it you know? yeah <laughs> i um yeah i think like i don't know where it stands because like i have a i have issues with christopher nolan like nothing that's like i think he's a terrible filmmaker but like he's like he doesn't understand how human beings work and mm-hmm. it like really messes with like my perception of his movies a lot of the time. Cause like you could, cause I mean like technically like, um, like you said, like technically like brilliant director, really, r- really good at getting like the granular technical details of a film together, making it look great, making it like immersive and like a whole experience. Did my fucking shit cut out? Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, Throughout the whole thing, you good. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but, but like, fucking, he just like, he's like a, 
he's just like a sexless computer man who like writes about everything like so objectively and it makes it really hard for me to like invest myself in the story sometimes like outside of like my my favorite christopher nolan movie is the prestige that's gonna be the one that's never gonna get topped for me like it's it's inc- <laughs> like that shit's incredible to me like that and um memento and yeah. probably the dark knight those are my three favorites i love i love those movies um and to me oppenheimer was interesting because I feel like he, this is the first time I feel like he's like fully like related to a character oh, yeah. and like really been like, yo, like I see something in this man, you know, like I'm not just like trying to tell a story and make it look cool. Like he sees something in Oppenheimer, you know, just like you could tell mm-hmm. by like the eccentricities and his vision and just like how, uh, you know, like middle of the road he was about the atomic bomb at first. And then, of course, he starts having regrets. And, you know, they're playing with whether or not he actually went um, okay to the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Like, yeah. you know, and, um, and you know, like a fun fact about the movie I just learned, apparently it was based on a specific biography. I forget what it's called right now, but like they, they adapted all, uh, just about every single page of it they could. Like it was almost like it was almost like a page for page adaptation outside of like a handful of there's like this whole long vulture article that explains like what's real and what isn't in the movie. Like, yes, he actually did poison his teacher with an apple. Like, yes, he, uh, yeah. Like there's, it's, um, (laughs) I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a find that article and link it at the bottom of wherever you're listening to this too. But, um, you know, like I, like, like I could tell that he really wanted to like relate to this person on like a, on like an, on like a seeing eye level, as opposed to just like, being out and just kind of being like super duper objective. And uh, it's weird. Cause like Oppenheimer has all these eccentricities and like a full blown personality. And to me, like every other character has like one or two traits, you know, like Emily Blunt, notice drink- that. <laughs> Emily Blunt drinks a lot. Matt Damon's Matt Damon's the He's general like, man who yells he- all the time. <laughs> like kind of funny sometimes. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's like, it's i had a like it's it's an interesting movie really well made i love the bomb sequence the bomb sequence is one of uh, the coolest things i've seen in a movie all year yeah the way that they approach like, that, the way that they handled that in just like uh overall the presentation of it i don't know why i thought i should have known better for some reason i thought that it was going to be on like some michael bay type time like where it's just, <laughs> where it's just 15 minutes of just bah, 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 bah. right like block block just like yeah but like the way that um that sequence alone and uh oppenheimer's response to like how well it went that was just i've i've never felt more immersed in a film in like a really long time than like when um specifically the sequence where like everybody was reacting and they were like congratulating him and like they were like stomping on the darn uh, yeah, bleachers and stuff like that. And like also like I'm an, I am an audio engineer and stuff like that and like ADR and stuff like that. Like I like I like looking into stuff like that. So the fact that all that noise is going around and uh, Oppenheimer is like in his own head, like kind of fighting with his morality of like, oh my gosh, I just created like the most threatening weapon this world has ever seen. Like that's gotta mess with somebody's psyche, you know? So I think the fact that they covered that so well and like 
also capturing like how suffocating and uh, claustrophobic like having those thoughts might feel. I thought that they handled that really, really well. That was probably like one of the coolest parts of the entire film. Uh, that and uh, Benny Safdie just being a fucking jerk, like the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to remember who Benny Safdie was. I can't remember off top right now. Cause I know he was in it, but like I was so invested that I didn't even like consciously recognize that it was that it was him. So like, who was he? Remind me. <laughs> I don't even. Remember. I think he had like a was he German? He had like a German accent or something. I, I'm I, I don't want to. Was he the was he the guy who left to go to London? Was that him? I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. He tried. He. I remember his character tried to leave like halfway through. He he suggested that they do a hydrogen bomb instead. Uh, right. Okay. That's who he was. All right. Yeah. And right. then everybody okay. was like, man, shut up. Anybody trying to listen to that. And they was like, word, all right. I'm going to get my shit and get out. And then Oppenheimer was like, all right, chill out. <laughs> please don't leave. Yeah. Not, yeah. No, nah, yeah. No, nah, because he was about to leave and he was like, please raise this fucking barrier. And they raised the barrier and they're just like, we got to, yeah, no, nah, that. that <laughs> there, 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 there's a lot of little moments in that movie I really fuck with. Um, um, you saw it in uh seventy millimeter or IMAX or both? Uh, <laughs> nah, I just, I just saw it at uh, actually, it's, it's so lame. I saw it at the Village in uh, in South Orange and stuff. I just oh, saw crazy. it in like regular, regular theater and stuff. I wanted to capture, I wanted to capture it in seventy millimeter, but um, literally like. Like on a day to day basis, leading up to like everything going on, like present day, like I've been slammed with something that I like had to like do that was like pretty time sensitive and stuff. So, like, I was like, you know what? I got to see Oppenheimer. Still need to see Barbie too. I'm probably going to see that within the next couple days and stuff. So, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to watch it. I want to experience it. And maybe if I get lucky, I'll be able to double back and do the 70 millimeter experience as well i feel you yeah no nah, i got i got i got lucky because um uh they were playing it at the um the paramus mall in 70 millimeter and i was like yeah i i i, I need that like <laughs> uh, uh, that was so tight or whatever it was where, like where were you set like on the seating chart i know you weren't up front for sure that's no that's it's, it's 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 funny. I was actually in the very last row of the front. I was I, I was in like <laughs> row five. So like I was in the like I was in the I was in the perfect spot for it to not be like I wasn't in like row one looking like this, you know, like, <laughs> like the I but, the phone meme. Exactly. Like, like like the the <laughs> but no, I was like I was like in the I was in the last possible row of the front section of the theater because I was going to go earlier. Um, I was going to go earlier in the day, but. I wound up. Um, I wrote this. I wrote this article for um, for Vulture about the Drake the um, about the Drake tour, and um, fucking. I wound up having to do edits on it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna need like three extra hours. I gotta, I, I gotta stay home and do this." And by the time I went to go book the other one, it was like all they had left was the first five rows, and I'm like, "All right, I guess we're doing this." <laughs> it it, it could have been way worse, you know. Like at least it wasn't like top three. It could have been like it, it was it was it was a respectable distance, but I know um. The only theater in our area that's showing it in IMAX 70 millimeter, which is like even harder to come by, is uh the um the AMC at uh Lincoln Square in the city. So I'ma probably try to go do that if I can. <laughs> like it, it and, and 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 like it, it helps because I got like the AMC stubs uh 
A list shit. Oh, so it's not like I got to for it. Yeah, nah, like it's it, it makes it so easy to go do bullshit like that, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even think about it. It's just like, yeah, I'm gonna just reserve the ticket and go. You know, yeah, like, that's that's a true luxury. You know what I mean? It's just truly. Like, it's like it's like you wake up, pay your rent. You know, like you have you have a ni- you have a nice roof over your head, and then go go watch some stubs. You know what I mean? Go go watch a movie on some stub rewards. Yeah, it's 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 really wild. Like I I, I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to harp on it too much because they're not paying me for this. But like, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's like, no yeah, it it's 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 really wild just to like be able to pay for a thing and then just open a thing and be like, yeah, what's playing today? Oh, I can go see that at seven o'clock and just walk in. You know, oh. like it's it, it it's 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 pretty wild. Like I pay, He's I gonna, think like I do. I did have one. I did have one popcorn thought that that just popped up in my head. Please. Uh, now that I'm now that I'm saying it out loud, it might not make as much sense. But speaking of AMC, you remember when uh, people were freaking out about all those stocks plummeting and stuff? Yeah. Like stuff. <laughs> of course. So they filmed. They made a film about that. Like starring oh, like yeah. Keith Davidson and stuff. They shot the majority of that in Jersey. Where? Like Booten. I remember like right outside the studio. Of, wow. Like, yeah, right outside the studio uh of like one of the places that I go to, like the me and my band, like we'd be tracking and stuff. Uh Seth Rogan and Pete Davidson was just chilling, like at one of the local coffee spots, like up the street. And they were just chilling out and booting. I was like, this is fucking weird. I was like, they're filming a like a like a real deal movie about something that happened like two and a half years ago. How that how that work? Damn, that's insane. Like, is it out yet or not? I think it's coming out within the next like handful of weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I'm just surprised at the turnaround of the story because it it feels like it literally just happened. Like, <laughs> right. It's so weird. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta fucking, they gotta fucking keep up with like Hulu and all these fucking like crime docs. Where like the, like I'm, I'm still so blown that they were able to get a documentary about the Young Thug trial out before the trial was even over. Like I'm still <laughs> blown about that shit. Like <laughs> Free Thug, obviously, but like I'm just like that shit really had me fucked up. Like they do that all the time. So I think that I mean, I mean, you know, obviously, like it's I'm sure I'm sure this is happening before the strike happened too. So like they uh yeah <laughs> movies are about to be so trash for the next like two and a half years. It's like, oh my god, it's gonna be insane. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> I am I am ready because I'm gonna use all that time to just double back up on all the stuff that I've been meaning to watch for years. You know, I feel like it's a nice cooling down period. And I can see Indiana Jones five whenever the fuck I feel like it. You know, right? Yeah. Do Do you even want to see Indiana Jones five? I don't want to see Indiana Jones five. <laughs> yeah, to laugh maybe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, right. poor yeah. Harrison Ford. Nah, he, he's 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 got enough money. Not 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 poor Harrison Ford. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but fucking. Nah, son. Now, yeah, now that we're talking about old shit, let's get granular with it. Um, what, what's the t- talk to me about the first movie experience you can remember having? It could be at the theater. It could be at your cousin' house. Yeah, first thing that there, comes to mind. So there's two films in particular that jumps into my head. I'm not entirely sure which one was the first time I remember seeing it in the theater. It might have been a double feature, but I watched You Got Served and Accepted, which is still one of my most favorite like comedy films ever made. <laughs> That's an insane double feature. Those are two, those are two completely different kinds of movies. <laughs> yeah, you got served was just like 
that's like one of those films like that in school of rock like kind of shaped me into being like a creator or entertainer but accepted i think that might have been like one like my first film that i've seen like in a theater and stuff damn so like so like how old were you what was that like like what um and and, and, and yeah just like for anybody who doesn't know like what accepted is like to talk talk about it a little bit like i've seen it it's been years but like <laughs> So, uh, except that I think it came out in 04, if I'm not mistaken. I was born in 99. I was five when that dropped. And uh, except it is about this kid who doesn't, he's like so average that he doesn't get accepted into any of the colleges that he applies for. So instead of like uh, admitting to his parents that, you know, that's what was going on, he just creates a fake university. Like, and then he gets all of his friends that didn't get accepted as well. They get them in on it. And then by some sheer, like, weird technological error, they end up sending, (laughs) they end up, like, accepting, like, everybody in their neighborhood that also didn't get accepted to any of the schools. And now, like, they have to figure out how to, like, turn this fake university that they created out of a mental hospital that was like abandoned by the way right uh, right right they had to figure out how to create like this fake university how to how to turn this into like something that's like actually real <laughs> so that they don't end up getting like sued or whatever basically a lie it's a lie that like goes on for like way too long and they're just like you know what fuck it let's just see where this goes it's one of my favorite comedy films ever made <laughs> yeah no nah, that was that that was like one of like the early justin long hits you know like that was like that was like I, I mean he was already famous by that point but i think that was one of the first big like oh man this is like justin long like leading a movie yeah. type shit and like there's one there's one specific scene that i like i don't know why it's so deeply ingrained in my brain but like you remember the scene where um the guy who's like leading the um uh, the home ec class, like there's like an explosion in there and he like blows out the door and then he's like, what happened in there? He's like, and he, he gets up and he just goes, it was an explosion of flavor. Like, I don't know why, <laughs> but like that, that specific line read has just been, I like, like, like it just pops into my head sometimes, like in the middle of the day, I'll just be like an explosion of flavor. Like, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many quotables in that damn movie. Like that same guy, like, I think he said, uh, he was like, Hey man, like, I got, I got fired from 7-Eleven. And he was like, oh, wow, what happened? He was like, I was making a shrimp, I was making a shrimp slushy. And he was like, why would you do that? Because I was hungry and thirsty. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's so funny. Like, <laughs> and no it's like reason. who the hell gets fired? I don't know. Like, getting fired for making a shrimp slushy is like, that's, that's something else, man. Can you even get shrimp? I was just at 7-Eleven. You can't get no shrimp at 7-Eleven. How'd you get shrimp at 7-Eleven? <laughs> I think I think that's the reason why they fired him because they like brought he like brought his own. He just started. <laughs> that's different, son. I'm 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 not I'm not mad at that. Honestly, that's funny. But I'm 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 not drinking this. I'm not drinking a shrimp slushie. It's not happening. Um fucking so i'm so i'm stuck on this double feature aspect like so like did you watch you got served and accepted back to back like how'd that happen i'm, I'm pretty sure yeah i'm pre- i have to like double check and confirm with my mother but i'm almost certain that that's what happened i think we like watched you got served first went out for like maybe like a breather for like 30 minutes and then came back for accepted if i'm not mistaken it's a that's pretty so 
it's a fuzzy my memory is a bit fuzzy usually i'm like on it when it comes to like films like by the year and stuff but it's like i don't want to say like oh yeah yeah we saw that back to back and then like except it came out in january and you got sir came out in like fucking november or something right but i'm i'm pretty certain that i have seen it in a double feature i saw something after you got served you know I mean? <laughs> so I'm, gonna just, I'm gonna just commit and just say it was accepted <laughs> oh man I, i'm 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 with it i'm 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 buying the story right now we'll we'll we'll, we'll fact check it later it's all good <laughs> um I'm, I'm i'm trying to remember i mean like i mean well i didn't do the barbenheimer double feature i saw one one day and then I saw Barbie. I saw Barbie while I was still in Chicago, and then I came home and immediately saw Oppenheimer right after. But um, shit, I can't remember the last time I did like a double feature in like a well. No, actually, well, well, yeah, I think I told this story once before. But um, uh, me, me and the homies at the time went to go see Capitalism: A Love Story, the um, the Michael Moore documentary, and then we snuck into Zombieland right after that. That's and hilarious. Zom- and zombie and, and Zombieland's one of my favorite comedies ever made. You know, like that movie that 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 movie that movie holds up stupid well. I'm like I'm like very surprised at how well that movie's aged and how disappointed I was with the second one because it, it's it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it didn't need to happen. I mean, like sorry, no. Uh, sorry, sorry, hold on. I'm about to I'm about to charge up real quick. No, you're good. Uh, okay. Here we go. Yeah, my bad. No, man, you're all good. But yeah, uh, yeah, I was actually pretty surprised that like things didn't go well because it's like the campaigning for like Zombieland Two was like so strong for like ten years straight, right? And it dropped, and it seemed like just like not that nobody cared, but like the people who who pulled up pulled up. And then, like, it was just very disappointing. I guess I don't know. I yeah. I found it fairly forgettable. Yeah, like, the, uh, like, like, like the one bit of the movie that I thought was kind of okay, I guess, was when they went to. Well, it wasn't Graceland because they go to Graceland, and I and I think it got like bombed out or destroyed. And um, uh, Rosario Dawson's like running like the real Graceland, and like her 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 bit was cool, but I couldn't tell you anything else that happened in it, and that's like. Like once again, like we're talking about quotables, like Zombieland, like so many moments, so many quotes. Like it's 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 really like an it, it's to me it's an all timer. I love that movie, yeah. but like the universe, like of that film, it's like it, you would expect it to be so grim, but the fact that these four like outsiders are just like shooting the shit and just like having fun with one another, like in a when they're surrounded by like like apocalyptic like circumstances. I think it's I think in a way like Zombieland is a movie that I could put on if I want to be like positive or something like it's a real yeah. movie in, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely like perseverance, just like just laughing through the pain type shit. I like I, I, I like that sort of stuff. You know, that, that that's that's the type of person I am, too. So, no, nah, I feel that. Damn, I might, I might need to rewatch Zombieland soon. Because <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I, literally one of the rules was like, enjoy the little things. Yeah, now that's the most important one aside from the double tapping. It was double tapping and enjoy the little things that are like the that that's the, the those are those are words to live by. Both of them. Um fuck it. So like as you get a little older and you start having more life experiences and watching more movies, um was there like 
like, can you remember the first time a movie really stopped you in your tracks and like, and like really connected with you on like, it doesn't necessarily need to be in an artful way, but like a, just something that really like, just really connected with you and like, a, oh, this is like more than a movie, more than like 90 minutes of entertainment type thing. Hmm. I really sit back and think about that. I will say that um, I do have like my like my DVD collection is like it's 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 pretty it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not, it's like nothing insane, but um, I'd probably say Whiplash like really stuck with me. Uh, mm. just in terms of uh, just in terms of how do I really explain it? I guess like showing like the arc of like the obsessive artist and stuff like and you could even apply that to another film like black swan where it's just like oh totally just like watching somebody that like is just so giving to their craft and like how it like diminishes them over time like that really resonates with me because that's even like even now like that kind of like um like i could kind of place that with where I was with like my record where it was just like, I didn't care what was going on. I was like, hey, yo, every day I woke up, every decision I was making was going towards this, you know? So totally. like whiplash definitely stuck with me. Um, uh, man, I feel like, I feel like I was waiting for this question. And now like, I, like, <laughs> I, I feel like I had like 10 movies and now I got like, just whiplash and like nah that there's gotta be something else in the tank for sure. Well while well while you think about it, I've actually been wanting to talk about this on here for a while because um I I really enjoyed whiplash up until the very, very, very end of the movie. Like and I and, and, and like I've been thinking about ways to articulate this for such a long time because I know people love this movie and I'm not trying I'm I'm not trying I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but like I, think I have a the- good idea of what of what you're about to say. I watched the end and it kind of sort of felt like because I, I mean like the whole the whole movie is about their it, the whole movie is about how much um I just kind of feel like it like endorsed I feel like it endorsed the thing it was trying to critique in a weird way just like the whole like philosophy of like like go all in and you could be great and then like because like the because like because like I feel like it's trying to say like this is bad but it also kind of like implicitly says this is good by having the two of them do the having the two of them do the song at the end like it just it it just sent me a bunch of these mixed messages that i was just like what is this movie trying to tell me you know like and and it, it was like but 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 you know like like but like you said it's a like it's a really interesting subject it's really well acted jk simmons knocked it out of the fucking park um I I I I can't stand Miles Teller. That's the best thing he's ever done. I can't stand the dude. I really can't. But like <laughs> um his voice I, is off the charts like in all the worst all the wrong ways, you know. Yeah, it's 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 grating, bro. I can't handle it. But like I um cuz I've been meaning to go back and rewatch it cuz I seen um I saw La La Land. I really didn't like La La Land. I saw Babylon. I that might I think that's the last movie I saw that I like despised. I can't remember what? the last time I like hated like a movie. I, I I couldn't stand Babylon, man. I hated it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of it is like the mindset that you're in, like when like when you're watching uh, a film. At least for me, I watched it with uh, like two of like some of like my closest friends, and we don't take shit serious. So like <laughs> when we were watching it, as soon as we saw like the elephant shitting on the camera, we were like, oh. 
we're gonna have a great time. Like I'm not taking this right. serious or whatever, you know. But then no, I get that. But then I also feel like if I was to watch that film, like really, really excited and being like, bro, this is the lead up. Well, this is the follow up to La La Land. This is gonna be some serious. Duh, 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 duh. And then I watched it. I would be like, oh, yeah, no, that that definitely wasn't what I intended for it to be. Stuff. Right. See, I see. I didn't see it with a bunch of friends. I probably would have had more fun with it if I did. But yeah. like, yeah, like, like like it was so bad that I left, and I was like, Damien Chazelle might be a hack. Like he might just be like bad. <laughs> but um you know i but like but but whiplash is one in particular that i've really been thinking about my initial reaction to and i really want to go back and watch it and see if that holds or if i was just being too harsh but like i i just yeah like i saw i saw babylon and once again i had the same issue of like what's this movie trying to tell me right now like it like because like it clearly wanted to be this like huge sprawling like this is what hollywood was and like this is why this is the magic of cinema and we're gonna tell this whole story and like it's like split up into like six or seven different stories and they're like i, w- I wish they would have focused on like three of them like yeah. the black trumpet player his story was crazy was cool. margot robbie's story was crazy um uh like if, if it was just like the black trumpet player margot robbie and brad pitt like I understand they wanted to do the whole like classic Hollywood cinema thing of having like the one person, the one regular person who's like the audience POV character and all that shit. But like, yeah. just just like just like focus on three of the people, tell their stories. It, it just it was all over the place and just trying to do too much, and it was so proud of itself. And I was I will just, say the man, one thing that really annoyed me about that film had more so to do with like kind of like how I felt about characters direction like where the character was left off more so than uh the actual film uh that audience pov character you're talking about i don't want to i don't want to say his name incorrectly because i don't remember it but like anybody who's seen this movie knows what i'm talking about that guy ruined his life over margot robbie and for whatever reason like i just felt so like annoyed with that guy because i was just like ah man like she's a drug addict she she owes like she owed like what like fifty grand in like the maybe 20s? maybe maybe sixty grand it might have been more <laughs> yeah like and it's like sixty grand in like what the what what was it like the thirties or something like that or thirties or forties something like that yeah which is like crazy like I don't even I don't even want to I don't even want to do the math on what that would yeah. what that would be worth today but like that <laughs> you don't just you don't just lose sixty thousand dollars especially right that, so. So yeah, like that guy ruined like his whole life, and then she ended up just like ditching old boy, like, and then she died. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, what the fuck was that all about? Like, right? What am I supposed to learn from this? Like, don't trust people from Hollywood. Don't rom- don't get romantically entangled with a drug addict. I know that already. You didn't have to tell me, <laughs> right? And, and, and then on top, and then on top of that, son gets a whole family. He's got a wife and child, and then they go to the movies at the end, and he's just like sitting there, like crying at the montage and i'm like you did this to yourself son like what what, why are you crying right now (laughs) i'm be honest like you kind of like opened up a can of worms now because it's kind of like all coming back to me i feel like we on some (laughs) mk ultra type shit right now because the minute that you brought up that scene i remember being in the theater and being like wow this is a really fucking long scene because that was like he was in the theater and i could have sworn for like 10 minutes straight it was just like just showing like a bunch of random footage like nat geo type time 
And yeah. then like, it ended with him crying. And I was just like, for some reason, this feels very like masturbatory. Like, like literally, like Damien Chazelle is just like, ah, oh, cinema, it's great, isn't it? On his own fucking movie, like, it's kind of like <laughs> and I'm, uh, yeah, it's 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 it, that's what I mean, man. Like, it's just I I couldn't stand that. Like, you know, you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a movie like that, you gotta make you gotta make it like bulletproof. It's gotta be like yeah. you gotta you you got you gotta make something like I'm trying to think of like the last really long movie that like really. I mean, like, I'm not necessarily opposed to movies being long as long as they're good. But, like, if you're going to make the movie that long and be talking that much shit about, like, oh, this is great and here's my place. In, like, <laughs> you, 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 you really got to make sure it's, like, unimpeachable type shit. And it's just it just wasn't. It just so I didn't take do it, it for me. <laughs> so I take it you're not really, like, a big fan of uh, The Irishman. See, I never finished The Irishman. I want to always... See... <laughs> I, I see, like, so, literally like I went up, I went up to the menu page on Netflix. I was like, Joe Pesci, banger, Robert De Niro, banger, Al Pacino, mm-hmm. banger. Dylan, when I saw that goddamn timestamp, I was like, <laughs> deal breaker. I was like, what the fuck do you think this is? I'm not spending four days watching. I'm not like, it's like the span of like four, like 90 minute movies connected together. I was like, bro, right. You got shit to do. I'm not doing it. Yeah. They got to like, <laughs> cause I'm fairly pot. Didn't they split it up into like episodes? Like they did with, um, uh, the Zack Snyder justice league cut where it was like, which I, I did that by the way. And I'm, I'm so once again, I love you, dad. Shout out to my dad. He wanted to watch that. I sat and watched it with him. It's awful. The move the, the first movie was terrible. The second one was even worse. Oh <laughs> those my movies God. Are, those movies are fucking dumpster juice. <laughs> I can't handle them. But <laughs> no, nah, I yeah. mean yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, even with Zack Snyder and stuff like that, he 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 got Watchmen. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Wa- Watchmen is brilliant. I love I and I I love 300. Like I know a lot of people don't love I know it's like kind of like a joke at this point. I loved 300 when it came out, man. Like that was there was nothing like that at the time, you know, like it, it, it became a cliche because of 300. And I yeah. think that movie's great. <laughs> Watching 300 was my experience with 300. The first time seeing that in the theaters was really funny because I had no idea that that shit actually happened. Like I had no idea that, <laughs> that there was like historical, like, Oh, like you're telling the story of something that like, you know, this is history we're talking about. So right. here I am. I, I, I'm like seven. I'm like, I'm like in the chair. I'm like, all right. About to watch, they're gonna get into a fight. There's gonna be a war going on. Somebody got kicked in a fucking pit or whatever. This yeah, is this, my, this right. is Sparta. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm thinking you're telling a story about perseverance and Sparta gonna win, right? And then my mom pulls me to the side. She's like, Hey yo, you know them niggas ain't winners. <laughs> you were just like, <laughs> I was like, yo, what? What are you talking about? He's like, yo, 300 against how many of them they was fighting? <laughs> He's like, yo, this shit's simple math, bro. Nah, they ain't win. And then I and now I'm watching it. I'm like, damn. So I'm just I, I feel like I'm like watching like a train wreck, like about to happen. Like, like, and it was just, yeah, 300 was that was tough. I think that was the first time I've watched a film that like didn't have like not even a happy ending, but just like an ending that I thought it was gonna go in. And I just had right. to like think with that. You know? Oh man, that's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I don't think I I, I might have like I think I only knew that it was a real thing because I had like read about it before I saw the movie. I saw it at a I saw it at my boy Harry Fields' birthday party. Shout out to Harry if he's listening. His dad took like me and like 
five of his other friends. And like the scene with um Lena Waithe, like them having sex in the fucking like the, the in in oh, the yeah. bed with the shut. So like I'm just thinking like it, you know like I I didn't think about it at the time, but looking back on it, I'm like, damn, I really just like watched titties with like my friend's dad in the theater, and that was just like super awkward. You know, wait, like it's 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 wait, it's a weird experience. Wait, I just realized something. Lena Wait, ain't ain't that the writer for the shy? Oh shit! I'm sorry. No. Oh, wow. See, nah. I, 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 I messed up. Damn. That's, what was a, that's an ill revisionist like sort of way to approach 300, though, right? You know, just start influencing yeah. people from the shy, or just like, oh my god, <laughs> like writers in even. general. Be like, hey, what the fuck even. is Edgar Wright doing here? And kicking people in the Lena Haiti is her name. <laughs> Lena uh, Haiti is her like, name. Wait a she was she was up in there. What the fuck was she doing oh, in Sparta? She was <laughs> She was hanging with Xerxes, bro. Nah, that was that was <laughs> man. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lena Haiti. That was Lena Haiti. Also, also, yeah, yeah. Sh- shout out, yeah, shout out to Harry. Shout out to his dad, Marty. He passed away not too long ago. Much love to him. Um, just wanted to say that because he's because he was he was the man. Um, <laughs> wow, condolences. <laughs> yeah, I, that 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 just went like eighty different places <laughs> that I didn't expect it to. I that, fucked that, up, but that's the clip right there for sure. Come like, on, <laughs> Anna Wave wasn't three hundred. Who's the source? <laughs> Me. I'm the source. <laughs> Give a damn. Don't don't check that. Don't fact check that. It's real because I said. Please, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Let's talk about music, Rich. <laughs> when did when did you when did you start liking music, Rich? <laughs> uh, I think the first, uh, pretty much since the beginning, my mom played like a uh, Jackson Five's Santa Santa Claus is coming to town, and I was like, oh, that person that's singing sounds like me. I think I'm gonna try and sound. I think I'm gonna try and sound like him. And then I sung, and then mom was like, oh, that's pretty good. You should keep doing that. If you want, or whatever. And then, um, and then I got a. I say this every single time. Like I got a a bootleg copy of School of Rock at my pop's house. And then right. I was like, oh yeah, like I saw like the like the kid on the drums, like how he would just be like, and like just watching like Jack Black like write a song in real time with the class. Like there was just something. That, about the way that he like took songwriting and broke it down into increments that made so much sense to me as like a four-year-old four or five-year-old where i was like you know what this is what i'm gonna do like like this is it and i was four so that was like 20 years ago which sounds uh that just hit me in my chest there just saying that (laughs) but uh but yeah so basically since i was like literally like a little tyke uh i knew that i wanted to do music at like a really early age that's crazy. Um, also, School of Rock is great. And I had meant to bring that up because I actually I actually heard you say that before. And, you know, like School of Rock is a School of Rock is a movie that I feel like a lot of people of a, of a, of a certain generation love. But we don't like talk about super often. Like we all love it. You know, like it's like I, I don't know anybody who doesn't like School of Rock. Um, the thing I mean, like as much as I love that movie, the thing that always gets me about it is that it starred Jack Black and Mike White. Yeah, like, you know, it, their last names are black and white, and their and and, and 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 like their first name rhymes with the last name, like Jack Black and Mike White. That was the first thing I noticed when the movie starts, and I would look at the credits and I see the names, and I'm like, oh wow, Jack Black and Mike White 
I, 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 I was a weird kid, but that movie's great. I love, I love, um, I love the story. I love the music. I love Jack Black. He's Jack Black's an icon. You know, um, I, I was, I was, I was a. That was a. It was right after the, or, or not right after that. I, it might have been like two, three years after, or. or, or what year did School of Rock come out? That was like oh like, three, I want to say oh three. Okay, so I think uh, I think Tenacious D might have started a couple years after that, and that was because because I saw the Tenacious D movie in in the theater. Tenacious Bro, D, you saw Pick a Destiny in the theater. I saw Pick a Destiny in the theater. I'm we so saw, saw saw it for my birthday with a bunch of people, including my cousin Jarrell. Shout out to Jarrell. Um. Yeah, that was that was that 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 was a wild movie to see in the theater, man. I'm wow. actually so jealous because, like, I was obviously like way too young to be watching stuff like that, so I had to resort <laughs> to YouTube. And I remember YouTube had an upload time limit. I think like a like a video couldn't go past like ten or fifteen minutes or whatever. So I had to watch like like a twenty four part compilation. Yeah, damn movie. That's and the time. It, it put in a playlist. They, uh, sometimes they wouldn't put it right so it's like part one would go to part four would go to part eight so now yeah. i'm going from video to video and then i'm like oh wait a minute nigga i'm in the third act already i don't know what's going on i'm only 15 minutes in so now i've gotta i gotta make my own playlist and all this other stuff so yeah i'm actually really jealous i don't think i've ever seen the pick of destiny in full like in one sitting because i'm so used to like okay like by the time that like it gets to the part where like uh, Kyle Gass and like uh, and Jables meet at the theater. I know yeah. I'm going to have to click out of this, press the X button, and start fishing for the next part and stuff. So yeah, see, <laughs> see, I see, I relate to that, but not with that specific movie. Um, I've never seen White Chicks all the way through from front what? to back in one sitting. See, 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 no, I've see, I've seen the whole movie, but I've never seen it in one sitting from beginning to end because <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I saw it with um. I saw it with uh <laughs> my dad and my and, and my best friend Solomon. Um, the three of us saw it, and then um, my grandmother wound up going into the hospital. My dad got a call like maybe about an hour into the movie, so we obviously left to go check on her. And then um, fucking every time I would catch it, it would be like on TV halfway through or like I'd see it at the beginning and then have to leave. And then or, or, or like I'd come in and it's like 20 minutes left. So I've seen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I could quote the whole movie, but I've never watched it front to back ever in my life. <laughs> FX were, they were the Kings of that shit. Like playing yeah. like a movie that was like an hour and a half and turning it into like a four hour experience. So it was mm-hmm. like impossible to watch it all the way through. Because who the hell is trying to do that, you know? Right. They used to always have, like, white chicks. I feel like, I don't know if, like, the Wayans, like, caught, like, an FS executive doing something they wasn't supposed to do. It was like, (laughs) hey, yo, you're going to play white chicks forever on your neck. All right? So, yeah. I definitely, that definitely resonates with me. White chicks. I got lucky because literally, like, bootleg, straight back to it. You go, you go, you go to the spot, go to the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Get you some white chicks. Get you uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, the one that got leaked, so you can see all the wires and the CG. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Yeah. One of the most wild bootleg like uh, bundles that I ever got was uh, Garfield Two, A Tale of Two Kitties. Two kittens. <laughs> yeah. uh, waist yeah. deep with Tyrese Gibson. Wow. <laughs> and. Uh, See no evil with Kane. 
that's ins- that what that <laughs> that's, makes no sense at all those three movies together is so wild <laughs> like, like my, my dad just came home he was like all right pick one of these i was like none of these movies are even <laughs> like bro like what the hell are you talking about pick yeah like, no pick. what little what little child is trying to watch waist deep with tyrese gibson that's that's a crazy movie by the way i've seen it recently it's actually really 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 good but like it's it's just that's so ridiculous yeah um, he's not meant for the week hell no fucking <laughs> fucking my aunt um i think the first bootleg movie i ever got um my aunt bootlegged or, or, or she got a bootleg of uh shark tale and she brought that to the house for me and my sister um, yeah watch that 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 was that was that was a good time i, I, I love bro yeah and, and, and you know what's crazy like i still think about i still think about the fact that martin scorsese was the puffer fish in that movie that's the like that's the that that's like that and um the fact that that was when i first learned that bob marley had kids because ziggy marley did the cover of three little birds yeah and my dad yeah my dad was like oh yeah you know that was like you know that was fucking um you know that's like bob marley's kid i'm like really and you know that's when i first learned about no no because i because i knew about damien because i was a big fan of fucking um the album that jam rock was on because that song is great but like I didn't know who Ziggy Marley was. And I was like, oh, is he related to Bob? And it's like, yeah, he is. But but Shark Tale's a Shark Tale's a wild movie. Um I actually just got one of the jokes. I feel so stupid. I actually just got one of the jokes like uh from Shark Tale, like maybe like I want to say like five or six years ago. So in the beginning sequence where like Oscar's like swimming through the whole city and stuff like that, and then they cut to uh like a shot of like this fish. And like a sushi bar, and there's nobody in it, and everything, and he's just looking around, like, 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 really thinking about the decision that he made, like, or whatever. I never understood that, and I was like, oh, (laughs) they're cannibals. I was like, oh, it's like it's a fish selling fish. That's why nobody up in there. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense now. I never got that as a kid. I haven't seen the movie in so long that I forgot about. I'm I'm excited (laughs) to go back and rewatch Shark Tale. You know, it's, 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 it's been long enough and there's been enough memes that I'm like, okay, like, that's the reason I went back and rewatched Akira. I rewatched Akira like a month and a half ago because of the fucking, um, the, the, um, the Kaneda, no, no, excuse me, the Tetsuo, leave me alone. Like, I I was like, yeah, no, like I got to go back and rewatch because the movie just turned 32, but this could be a, this has already been so great. Like we could, we could talk about this shit for hours. (laughs) Like this, this, this has been so fire so far. Um, but before we move on to like your music, like proper, um, well, well, I mean, I feel like we kind of already talked about this, but but it, but it never hurts to like, you know, like specifically ask, like, when did you like? Was there a moment, or rather, when was the first moment that you like linked music and film together as two things that could like consciously, or not consciously, but like complement one another? Like, did that ever happen for you? I don't know why I asked that yeah. question so weird. But. Oh, no, no. I, I totally get what you mean. I think um, I had to think about that a little bit. I'd probably say it's going to sound so it's going to be kind of funny. I bought uh, the Roll Bounce soundtrack at FYE. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then the first time that I heard like uh, Le Freak <laughs> or something like that, I was, oh, oh no, no, no. I heard uh, Bill Withers' Lovely Day for the first time mm. through the roll bounce soundtrack. And uh, I think I bought the soundtrack before I even saw the film or whatever. I was just a big Bow Wow fan. So anything he was in, like, I was like, Hey, yo, that's me. I'm in there, you know? So, 
So yeah, I was just listening to Bill Withers a good amount. And then um then I saw the scene that it took place in. Uh and it was just a beautiful scene of just like Bow Wow just like skating through his neighborhood. Like it's like a very warm textured shot. And then they throw on warm textured music, Bill Withers Lovely Day. And I was like, oh, this is an experience right now. Like yeah. this isn't just like oh yeah, let's just throw something on top of this. Like somebody was really thoughtful about this shot and was like, I know exactly what this needs. So that was the first time that I remember like truly like, like it being complimentary one another, like music and film. God, like, and yeah, once again, another movie that I feel like everyone loves, but nobody talks about, you know, like roll, roll, roll bounces, like fucking um, Primsoot Cinema just put out a recap that I haven't watched yet. I got to go do that later. I've been meaning to shout out to Moses too. If he's listening, I, I, don't, I don't know if he's listening, but, yeah. but Primsoot Cinema is my favorite thing on YouTube. They're, they're great. I'm such a sucker for like <clears throat> video essayists. Like I could, bro, I literally like, there's like this one video essay that's like three hours long. And all it does is covers, it covers like the whole first season of Mr. Robot. I've seen that season multiple times, but since it was a video essay, threw it on. Just did, just didn't care. Like, and I sat through, I wasn't doing anything either. Like I was, I think I was like in between like writing a song or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. there's just something so comforting about somebody talking about just such unnecessary information that I don't need to know about, like, at all, and just packaging it. And it's just like, hey, here's three hours of your life. Spend it with me. Like, I just love that. I, that's why I'm a, I love video essays so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're great. You know, like, it, it's, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it, it's just like a great place to, it, it's, it's just like a great place to, either get validation or just like be schooled on shit that you like. I don't know. I'm I, like, that's just, that's just the way my brain works. Yeah. I like to, I like to, I like to really dig into the shit that I enjoy. And like video essays are a really easy way to do that. I was watching one on, um, uh, Jesset radio future. Cause this person made a whole, this person made a whole fucking like hour and 40 minute long, like feature length document, like their own documentary about the creation of the game. And they talked to a bunch of, um, I'm, I'm, I talked to a bunch of people who helped make the music and um, a bunch of people who like, were, it, it was really something, you know, like, and like, that's like, Jesse Radio Future is, is one of my favorite games ever created. And a big part of the reason why I love dance music the way I do, you know, like the soundtrack was like a crucial, crucial, crucial part of my growing up. So like, that was that, 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 that was the last one of those that I saw that like really had me locked in. For real. Yeah. I need I need I need those links for sure because it's like I have I a playlist. You. I lay out like just stacking up. I'm like this as soon as I get even a remnant of free time, I'm I'm throwing all these on. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um so so yeah, nah, now that we're here, um uh talk to me a little bit about growing up in Jersey and your childhood and when you first realized that music was gonna become more than just a hobby for you. Uh, okay. So just out the gate, um, like when I was born, like my mother and my dad were like already separated. So Mm. like we lived in like two, like my childhood was like a bit different. It was like two different neighborhoods. Um, I lived in union my entire life with my mom and then my dad, we started off in orange, which was like a bit like, it like, it was a bit rugged and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, we ended up moving over to hillside which is definitely less rugged 
it's like it's a bourbon, but it's like you you make the wrong turn and now like there's like a factory building and like a bunch of people like doing whatever. It's probably something fact. that they ain't got no business doing <laughs> over there. But for the most part, like I lived like a really cool childhood. It was a uh, everywhere, no matter where I lived, it was extremely diverse. Uh so there was a lot of opportunity to be exposed to different cultures, different uh I, I, ideologies and um i felt like it definitely helped me to create like a well-structured and secure um kind of just way of thinking for me growing up and i kind of had to be used to that anyway since like living in two different households and uh both of my parents could not be more different than from one another like my <laughs> mom is like very youthful and liberating and just like she's always been like really supportive with like the arts and like me being creative and my dad is like very stern straightforward guy uh he was like born in the 50s and stuff like that so he so a lot of his ways definitely probably wouldn't translate to today all too well like some (laughs) might say that he might be a bit rigid in his thinking but uh Regardless, though, like I take bits and pieces from both of them, and I feel like uh, that matched with, um, you know, my own exposure to uh, like hardcore at a young age, like hardcore punk. Right. And uh, my brother <clears throat> and stuff like that. We have two different fathers, but he kind of like our connection uh, growing up. He would just play records all the time out of this big ass bass amp that uh he would sometimes use to play shows and stuff because he was in bands here and there but uh for the most part he would just use that bass amp to just crank whatever the hell was on uh he was just blasted and uh he put me onto a lot of great bands uh like envy on the coast was like a really great uh alternative band that was probably like the first cd that i remember buying with like some of my own money um slipknot winds of plague Mm -hmm. Oceano, the homie Omar would probably know a lot of these bands. Uh, Oceano, uh, Day to Remember. I remember a Day to Remember. That was a that was a band like that. My brother was responsible for like introducing me to them. And then over time, I just started uh, getting into uh, like uh, like underground, like abstract, like hip hop, like that was like left of center. So yep. uh, my brother showed me "I'll Sleep When You're Dead" by LP, uh, ah. <laughs> thirteen. And I was like, fuck whatever that was. What is this? And then from there, <laughs> like, I just immediately got hit to uh, Def Jux, which then brought me closer to uh, kind of like uh, just like cats who made music closer over by me and over at the Midwest, too. Like, i.e. Rat King uh, slash like Wiki and Sporting Life. Uh, they yeah. were like a huge, huge influence to me. I remember buying the Fader uh, where it was them and FKA Twigs sharing a cover. Oh, I remember that cover. That's a that good was, one. Yeah. That was the first magazine that I ever bought with my own money and stuff like that, like in print, and I still got it. Uh, it was Rat King, Run the Jewels, Das Racist was a big influence on me, <laughs> stuff like that. I fucking like The Last Huzzah with Mr. Motherfucker Esquire is still like yeah. the greatest Ponzi <laughs> cut ever made. I saw that at like 11 and I was like, yo, I want to make friends like these guys so that I can rap alongside my friends like these guys are doing. That song is dope. <laughs> Who else? Uh, Idea and Abilities uh, was huge for me. Um, Danny Brown still continues to just be like a trailblazer for like uh, 
like the black youth and like expressing yourself in like ways that not everybody might understand, right. but it's hard regardless, you know? And yeah. uh, Danny's an icon, man. I, I, I love Danny Brown just yeah. on the record. He's great. Yeah. But a lot of my taste just comes from like, just like my, like my brother, like he would like plant the seed and then I would kind of just like dig down the rabbit hole from there. He's also responsible for me finding out who Childish Gambino was like way <laughs> before any of this whole like soul like even camp type time like he showed right. me that i am he would play i am just a rapper just too. a rapper yeah <laughs> constantly there was this one track where he would play uh both i think it was both hands or whatever and stuff like that where he's like i am so different being me is like the lottery i'm so on like the tv when you fall asleep <laughs> and i was like i was like yo I was like, yo, oh I, I would talk to my brother. I'd be like, yo, whoever this is, she's hard, bro. She got the she she got the fire Damn. voice, man. I love uh-huh. whoever this is, I love her. And, and my brother would be like, hey, yo, look at the cover. And I was like, nigga, is, is that the nigga from, from community? <laughs> what are you doing on the cover? No, no, no. Who is this? Like, this this, this has no. to be. I was like, hey yo, just tell me whoever this is, and then we'll be fine. And they'd be like, that's bro. And I was just like, all right, this is wild. So yeah, <laughs> it's just a from hardcore punk over to like, like my heart will forever be in like blog era stuff because that's where a right. lot of uh, a lot of my tastes and a lot of uh, my artistic kind of uh, intuition comes from. At least as far as like uh, what's dope and what's not. And I know we're like obviously like so far past that, but it's like Pitchfork. And like it was, a, it was always a dream of mine to like have a fader cover and stuff like that. So it's like around that time, like those publications were like big for like me finding out like artists that like I still love to this day. Man, yeah, just like just like that whole. There's so much I want to touch on. I don't know how much time we have, or, or no, we got we 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 got time. But like just like there's so much there. Like I'm I'm trying to think of even. Okay, so first, do you remember? Because like. Cause like my first experience with Gambino was right before Call the Sack came out, and like I went back and listened to like all the he had he had two tapes that weren't the I am just a rapper ones. It was a uh, Sick Boy and Poindexter. Yeah, <laughs> and rough. There's it's 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 just all Kanye and Wayne worship. It's like it's like pretty it's like pretty garbage. Honestly, like going back and listening, I'm like ugh. Like we we I was I was rocking to some weird shit, but like he <laughs> son son had he had an MC Chris feature on Sick yeah. Boy. Like like, like he bro. went from he went from he went from having an MC Chris feature to being like the biggest rapper on or or, 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 or not not the biggest, but like he's like a he's huge now. Yeah. So like I just I, I just think about like those Sick Boy songs and him just like doing nerdcore with with fucking MC Chris. Literally. And then, uh, like, what a weird time! Like, yeah. what a one weird of the pioneers of nerdcore too. Not just anybody, like, bro. That's for the shorties. That's sirloin, Ex- bro. Exactly. <laughs> him, you know, between like him and like front a lot and all. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like Jesus Christ. Like, so, so it's like that, and um, yeah, just like, just yeah, just like, just like the hardcore punk shit. Like, you know, like I, 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 uh, I didn't, I, I dabbled. I actually dabbled quite a bit. I it's 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 been a long time since I've like really been tapped into the scene, but you know, just like shit, like fucking, like you know, like 
like your Slipknots, and I was listening to a lot of Black Flag coming up, and like you know, like all of the pop punk shit. I was all into all of that for a long time, and you know, like when I got to college, like I had a lot of friends who like frequent the hardcore scene, so they were put me on, they were put me on to all sorts of crazy shit, and um, and, and like of course, you know, like around that time, I was big into Trash Talk too. You know, like since I was like, a big Odd Future fan, like Trash Talk was my thing. Like I used to be at every fucking Trash Talk show they played in the city. Like that was those were. Those were those are some beautiful times. Like yeah. I, I I don't know, Lee, man. bro. Shout out to yeah. Lee. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, no, nah, yeah, shout out to Lee, shout out to Brandon, shout out to all of them, man. Like they're they're so dope. Um, and you know, like I just I've always been really fascinated with the intersection of punk and rap because obviously they share a lot of they share a lot of DNA. Um, I just like I'm just like so mad at myself that I can't just like that I can't just like pick out specific names right now. But like that's like yeah, you know I I just I just like that's what that's what makes your music so fascinating to me because like you can tell that you like both of these things but it's not uh you know like you don't you know like you don't feel like someone who just like picked it up because they remembered that they liked misery business by paramore one day and we're like <laughs> yeah no I, I, which 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 is also like that's fine i don't want to say that that's like a bad thing but like it's a difference to me at oh, least yeah. like at, I, at, 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 at this rate you know, so like, so yeah, so like, as so like, as you get older and these like music influences start to coalesce, like, when did you like start really putting pen to paper and like fingers to guitar and uh, to MPC or whatever you were using and like actually make music? Yeah, um, age ten, I like wrote my first song and stuff like that. I still remember it. It's so it's so ass now, but it was it was called Surround Sound. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, I still kind of remember the chord progression a little bit, but like the the melodies, it was very like bonfire, no no shoes on. It was kind of like some dirty heads type time, like like almost reggae like. But um, yeah, like like probably around like I think I got my first drum set at like age five or six. It had no snare. It was just two toms and a cymbal, <laughs> and I was like. And then I would just be like, you can even see it in the handshakes video too, where I'm just like, uh, for two seconds, I'm like fucking around with it. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like how I think this should sound like. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's because like half of the kit is fucking missing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll uh, but, do it. Like, But yeah, well, but we got started on that. Uh, my parents started investing in like uh, my creativity, like fairly early and like nurturing that. So like from age five, Got my first drum set. I think I got my first guitar age eight or nine. Didn't touch it for like a really long time until like uh, I got into like Green Day's discography and I saw how simple their songs were. And I just started learning a bunch of riffs. And then after that, um, I kind of just always like from age 10 onward, I just always were would write songs like constantly and like work on like my songwriting skills, understanding arrangement, structure, and um, just kind of just trying to find out the ins and outs as towards what makes a song work. And I'm still learning like day to day. And it's been like very, it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah, no, nah, it's, 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 it's definitely one of those like easy to learn, hard to master, like always a student of the game type things, you know, and you know, like going back, going back through um as much of your older music as I can find, uh before we get to like before we get to um um before we get to test drive and speedway, um 
I went back and I found um, the sci-fi concept album you and Black Magic made, um, GVMT. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, because like my, because like I see something like that in the first place, my brain goes to is like Deltron 3030. Because like Del the Funky Homo Sapien was like a huge influence on me kind of come, you know, like he was, he was like a bit before my time, but like I found, I found Deltron through gorillas naturally as everyone does these days. Oh, yeah. And like, I, and you know, I was like, Oh, like this is like you know, like, it's like hear, hearing like a rap sci-fi concept album was just like a, you know, like the nerd, you know, just me was like, <laughs> it, it, it was a whole head bust, bro. So like, so like put it's so like putting talk talk to me a bit about the idea behind this project and like what inspired y'all to do that because it's uh, like it, it it feels like such a singular moment compared to everything else you've made. Like <laughs> that's because it was. Uh, so basically, uh, Black Magic is this guy um, who I went to high school with, but we never really got connected until uh, maybe he graduated 2015. I graduated 2017, but we didn't really get connected until 2019, I want to say. And um, his whole thing is space, like outer space, like anything that's like remotely sci-fi, like that's, that's him. And um, me, like, I think that it's a, at least for like my songwriting and stuff, I always think that it's great to like kind of like get acquainted with somebody who like makes a certain kind of music and uh, that could keep me on my toes and stuff. Cause a lot of the production that he comes with, is like really, um, it's really difficult for me to kind of like find like my way on top of, but um, the idea for the album or the project or whatever it is, we'll call it, it really just came from a place of, hey, we want to see how far we could stretch um, like trying to fit a narrative in a record that's really enjoyable and we want it to feel like Saturday morning cartoons in a way too. So I was like, all right, if we're going to be like sci-fi and we're going to talk about a city, I was like, we need a setting. And if we're, and if we're talking about like somebody that's kind of like, you know, like on their own path, doing their own thing and they're in a, dystopian like city you gotta go to blade runner i was like blade right. runner is right fucking there so like we just we just played so much blade runner put it on mute uh was making music uh while like that kind of like fit that area and then um it took us a really long time it took us i want to say like two like like three years i want to say like three summers because um i was also in another group called uh vibe world order and uh we were like we had a bunch of stuff going on like we were like we were playing afro punk got signed to a label had had to crank out an album and okay wait a second way to bury the fucking lead i'm sorry to cut you off but what (laughs) see this is sorry this is all news (laughs) to me you know this is all news to me so i'm just blown yeah Yeah, I, i i was really 2019 was like a really busy year for me and stuff yeah because um i was in a group uh, a collective uh called uh vibe world order and uh we still operate like pretty loosely like we're basically kind of just a label now like uh, for like our friends to like slap their names on their records and stuff and uh, we try to help each other out with like our uh like resources as much as we can like from a you know like an indie perspective but right. um, yeah it, also another fun fact uh Groovy, you know the song Jersey Love that's like going crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Groovy was in that. 
with us. We all grew up together. Got you. Okay. And that and and and, and that's what VWO is. I just noticed because that's where you put okay, I got it. I yeah, got yeah. VWO. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it, we all it. grew up together in high school and VWO was kind of just like a boot camp for us to like become like better songwriters, producers and stuff. And uh we actually how we got into Afropunk was really crazy because um we didn't we only had like one song out, I wanna say. And uh like I was sending over stems for GVMT, uh, and, but then I messed up the stems. Like uh, Black Magic was like, "Hey, yo, can you can you uh, these are wrong? Can you just send me like a new yeah. batch?" And I was like, "All right, that's cool." And then um, as I was getting ready to send over the new stems, uh, there was just this big, ginormous banner like in uh, my notifications that said, "Afropunk last day to submit." applications for battle of the bands or whatever and i was like oh i didn't even know they were doing that all right i guess i'll send them the one song we got you might know? as well fuck it you know if it works it works and we got in and they were like all right here's round one do this that and the third da, 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 da. and then round two we got to perform and then round three everybody ended up winning and uh like in a in a completely weird sort of like uh how do i even explain it it felt like the ending of like what every single movie where there's where it ends at like a competition, like jump in or like you got served or like uh, I don't even know, like like Revenge of the Nerds or some shit like that. Like yeah. it felt very much like a Disney Channel movie where literally like they were reading off the names and then they were like, all right, so this band, that's not us one. Then everybody's like, oh, OK. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah y'all. Uh, y'all enjoy y'all enjoy Afropunk, man, and we were all good sports about it. And then, in a complete turn of events, the announcer was like, "Yeah, but y'all remember how we told y'all that everybody's a winner this entire time that y'all been doing this? Everybody who has been performing for this battle of the bands has been so dope. Y'all all going to Afropunk, and we were all crazy. Like, <laughs> he started crying on stage and all this other stuff because that ate up our entire summer, like." It really, it really pushed us to like put out more music, and we were kind of just gonna leave it at there after that summer. But then uh, we got picked up by a label uh, by the name of Plus One Records. So we were like, "Yeah, right, give them a record, and then we'll all go on our way, do our own thing, and then uh, if we want to regroup later, we can do that." But I never stopped making music uh, like on on my own and like collaborating with other people. I feel like that that's how you keep the sword sharpened, you know. Right. Yeah. No, nah, like you can't, you know, like it, it's, 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 it's not always like riding a bike and you just gotta like, you just gotta like really keep at it and like do your thing. And that's how you, and that's how you become, you know, your own person. And, you know, like you start, and, and you clearly started making your own other shit. Um, and you make it to, uh, before, before we talk about, before we talk about test drive specifically, I was obviously listening to uh speedway and test drive. What's, what's the driving concept here because going, <laughs> go, 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 going from speedway with the checkered flag and just like yes yeah, like what's the what's the driving concept going on here between these two things well a lot of the motion-based stuff really just comes from uh well my brother who uh produced track two on test drive checkerboard uh and also a good amount of speedway too uh he just sent me a file that just said that for like a song that we ended up not using and for whatever reason i've been really into uh 
I was really into the white stripes and like more so Jack White in particular around this time. Yeah. And I was paying attention to how he carried himself and how strict he was about like, yo, it's the white stripes, red, white, black. That's it. Like it could be anything. It could be patterns, but like red, white, black, like you're in uniform. And so I started thinking about like, what would my uniform look like? So I was like, all right, like, what is like an easy way to kind of like plant sort of like this visual brand or like this visual imagery that's like connected to this project in a way that's not like gimmicky or corny uh, and, uh, and also cheap because you can find checkered pattern anywhere, like a checkered version of anything. That was really the biggest reason why I kind of, I feel it. Yeah. And stuff. I was like, all right, then I can get checkered pants, checkered bandanas, checkered, Chuck Taylors and all this other shit. So, yeah, the concept really just came from uh, Speedway was very quick. It was like five tracks, 15 minutes, but uh, I wanted it to feel like it had the weight and the arc of like a full album stuff. So, um, yeah, Speedway is really just about like, all right, give you a few songs. This is going to be a quick experience. That's it. And then, so it's supposed to represent like fast pace, like a fast pace nature. And then test drive is where it's a bit more at a moderate pace and stuff. Uh, because uh, I wanted to give space for uh, there to be more smooth production and just uh, kind of just set the stage for uh, just the audience to learn more about myself and my whereabouts and where I come from. But I wasn't going to do that over beats that were going like, 200 miles per hour <laughs> right yeah <laughs> or at least like the project felt like it was going that way so like uh it's really just like all right speedway was quick and fast but now like test drive it's more of a slow lukewarm ride but it's still like enjoyable in its own way that's completely separate from speedway so it's like they're sisters in a way but it's like couldn't be more different in terms of like uh kind of like the sound that makes up what it is that makes the both of them, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Nah, like, yeah. Cause especially since you, uh, especially since you kind of split, you split test drive into two halves for like the first half is checkerboard and the second half is chessboard, you know, like simple, complex, pretty, 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 uh, pretty, pretty self-explanatory, which I love. I think that's really great. Um, and you know, like the thing that's really interesting to me about test drive as an album, especially compared to, um, to GVMT and to Speedway is like this very much, you know, like, like those two projects felt very much like I'm going to make this kind of music like this way. And test drive is more like, I can do, like, I can do these five or six things. Like listen to me do these five or six things. It almost, it, 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 it almost feels like a sample platter of like, this is everything Reg Mason can do. Like I can do, I mean, like I can do shit over like, slightly drumless loops i can do like kind of sort of more traditional boom bap type shit i can do like a triplet flow i can sing i can do funk shit i can do kind of sort of rock inspired shit you know like there's a you know like there's a lot there's a lot of different styles and a lot of different flows and a lot of different sounds on this album and of course on top of that it's like super autobiographical you know like 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 we've talked about him before but this reminded me a lot of like listening to uh um, Topaz Jones is going, don't go telling your mama, like, just like in the sense that like, it's so much, not even just about you, but about like the place you're from being Jersey, you know, like it's, it's, it's like a very region specific type of album, you know? Um, so like, 
what was it like coming to this project and like coming with all these sounds and all this story and just like finding yourself in that middle, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot going on here. Uh, honestly, I, I would probably just have to say that um, I've wanted to make this album for 10 years straight up mm-hmm. because like uh, I remember hearing a record. Uh, it was this one record Skeleton by Aesop Rock. Uh, yep. To this day, one of my favorite albums like that I've ever like purchased and stuff. It's a great but, album, yeah. But I remember like it had this specific air to it where it wasn't completely depressing. It definitely wasn't a hype record that you could put on like at any time. It was something in the middle where it was like it felt isolated. It was like like I felt like I was listening to a man go into the woods. Uh, and just turn it, just go full JD Salinger and just like <laughs> cut himself off from the world and like give a soundtrack to like his psyche during that time. So I was really interested because I'm a big fan of like contrast. Like I think contrast is one of the easiest things that you can implement in any sort of uh, artistic imagery or whatever. And it'll, and you'll get results from that pretty quickly. Even totally. even with how it even comes down to how the track list is stylized. If you look on uh, like Spotify or YouTube or whatever, and on Speedway too, um, it's like one track's all lowercase, next track all uppercase. Lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase. Which in then is like kind of like another, like a byproduct of the checker thing where it's like white, black, white, black, white, black. Right. And then if you want to zoom out even farther... It's like, oh yeah, half of this, half of test drive is like kind of more traditional. The other half of test drive is me doing what the fuck I want. And it's more like sample oriented stuff. So it's like, all it is, is just like contrast and just being obsessed with that and implementing that in a really easy to understand way. uh, While also it has its own details where it's like, if anybody that's looking for more, they could find it outside of the music too. Right. You know, like there's just like there's so many little details just like in the lyrics and in the beats and everything. Like I love um I love the beat for cute. It's one of it's 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 one of the smoothest things I've heard all year. And having that be like a hidden track at yeah. the end. I'm 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 a, I'm a sucker for hidden tracks. So like it was it was cuz like when I heard it at the listening party like it just kind of happened and i was like oh this is cool it's it, it's like there but it's not listed on it's not listed on dsps and i was like <laughs> okay i i i, yeah. I see what you did there just and like also one yeah. one other fun fact uh, a big reason why we put you at the tail end of it is because we're from me and curtis are from the area code 908 which is like hey. a lot, like union linden and stuff if you look at sequel, it's nine minutes and eight seconds long. <laughs> I just noticed that when I was looking at it before, because yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah, no, nah, my fucking my fucking phone number starts with nine oh eight, so I I, I I get it, I, I I get it, you know, like I I and yeah, like I heard you shout out nine oh eight a bunch, of, obviously like nine seven three. That's like that's like Montclair, Newark, and like you know, like this is like I'm you know, like I'm coming at this from I'm coming at this from the perspective of actually being exactly from where you're at. So like I know. <laughs> So it's like I know all the references, I know all the area codes, I know what you're talking about. So like I um, you know, like so yeah, so like obviously that resonates a lot with me. And you know, another thing that really resonated, just considering um all the different kinds of music you've made and all the different, 
you know, like, you know, even considering that you're in like your mid twenties and you've already lived a couple different lives musically, you know, like there's a bit on, um, why am I forgetting the name of this song? There's a bit on fearful where you just, where you're like, where you're like talking about the label telling you that your music is too broad, yeah. you know, like that, <laughs> you, 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 you know, like, that's just like a, like, you know, you, you know, you made this project on your own, you're doing it through your own, you're doing it through your own label and through your own collective and on your own terms. And you're building, you're building something for yourself. I don't know what's vibrating up to me right now. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I, I have no idea. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, that just completely fucked my train of thought up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking about, um, like, label trying to tell us that the music is too broad and us doing it on our own terms right yeah so um so just like doing that on your own and putting putting this project out like how does it feel to look back on it and be like hey these people weren't feeling it i did it anyway i did this like like how does it feel to look back on that and just be like i took a chance like how does it feel to take a chance on yourself and like actually do what you think like reflects you as an artist it's not too far off from what i've always done you know because it's like uh growing up like i was asking kids if they wanted to be in bands at like age 10 where everybody was like playing with bakugans and not thinking about that shit at all you know Mm -hmm. so i was always very much used to being kind of like self-sufficient in that way where it's like just dealing with people where it's like why are you doing that when you should be doing this you know like follow the assembly line and so, I mean, like, I was dealing with that at, like, a young age anyway. So it doesn't really make much of a difference listening to it from a bunch of suits, you know? Like, it's like that. You come to expect that from really just humanity because it's like we all just aim for comfort. Comfort is, like, one of the best feelings that one can have. But right. to like, go against that and uh, in the face of uh, adversity, uh, it's quite literally second nature to me. So it's like, regardless of what's going on, like, I know I'm always going to make records. I'm always going to do it in my way. And um, and I'm just going to leave the door open for, like, really cool stuff to happen that's out of my control to, like, come into orbit while also remaining true to the piece of music that we're making here. Because this music is going to outlive all of us. So I got to right. make sure it's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a really scary thing to think about just like the shit that you create is going to like outlive you and just especially since we're all on the internet it's just going to be like out there and somebody could just find it. So like man, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, so just like now that this is done and that it's out and that things are starting to move a little bit for you like look like a year from now what do you hope to have accomplished now that this project is out? Uh, I would love to go on tour. I would love to go on tour. That would be that would be such a dream come true for me because it wouldn't be my first time. Uh, I mean, I've toured before, not as myself. I, I was playing bass for uh, this uh, indie rock group that's also kind of based out of a little bit of Montclair, a little bit of Woodland Park called uh, Hit Like a Girl. And mm-hmm. uh, we went on like a 25... 30 date tour like late 2021 and that was pretty cool but a year from now i would love to tour the record i would love to get like some proper like vinyls in for it because i'm a 
because I love physical distribution of art. Like, I feel like it's so important to like, like give people a chance to support me in that way where they can have something they can hold on to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm probably going to be halfway through another record. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be the follow-up to this. That's going to completely different sound. And, um, yeah, I think from uh, my perspective, it's more so just, uh, I don't know. I just want to, I just want to be like really, really comfortable, you know, like, like wherever it is that I'm doing. Uh, I know that definitely it's going to be like, like I don't really know how to say it. Like, I know definitely it's going to be like, it's going to be some ups and downs and a bit rough at times. But I think that as long as I got, you know, like, I don't know if you're religious or anything, but it's like, as long as I got like the good grace of the universe in my life, I got my peoples who have like absolute best, like who have my absolute best interests in mind. Uh, I think everything will be good, but. I would, yeah, but a year from now, touring, vinyls, halfway through another record, I would love to have my own place. That would, that would be fantastic. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be jacked. Because, hey, I mean, definitely after this hand heals up, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to get sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be jacked. And just traveling a lot. So that's what, Hell I, yeah. that's what I want. Those are th- th- those are all great things to want. I I I, I feel you. Before uh, and before we wrap this up, there's been something that's um you know just just like just like in general, just like the just like the thought of listening to the thought of listening to older stuff as like someone who's uh just just like being younger and listening to older things that you weren't necessarily alive for, whether that be like LP or any of the older hardcore punk shit you were listening to. Um, there's just been a lot of conversations, uh, I want to say, over the course of the last like four, re- really over the course of the last couple months about like what Tyler, the creator, said about like people um, about like people kind of like listening to older stuff because they feel like they have to and just like not forming their own opinions, which I I I. I, I, I think that's kind of like a reductionist take, even though like people do that, but like, it's annoying that people are, it's annoying that we're at the point where we act like children and like teenagers and like younger people in general aren't discovering things on their own, yeah. you know, and like going back and listening to older stuff and like, cause you know, like I did that, you did that, like, you know, like it, it's a. Uh, I, I, I like just like just like just like talking to you for the last almost two hours now like that's kind of been like a big that that's just like been on the forefront that's just been at the forefront of my mind just like considering like the type of music you make and the person you've become so like you know like as someone who's in their mid-20s and is you know like moving through life like do you ever find yourself kind of looking at people like slightly long, younger than you and like being impressed with like how with like how much they know or just like uh, I, I I like uh, like I, like I'm asking this completely off the top of my head so I'm trying to like form the yeah. question yeah, but yeah. like kind of like almost uh like expecting younger people to know less in a way yeah, yeah. you know because yeah, like because like I don't I don't like to I don't I don't like to assume that about anybody you know like obviously we're all different and people's priorities and just like tastes in general, but like, or, or actually, no, here, here's a, here, here's a better question. Um, speaking from, speaking for myself, I find myself more 
willing to want to discover shit as I get older, whether that be old or new. Like, I feel like I feel like my mind is way more open now than it was when I was a kid. I was kind of a snob. Um, so there we go. As you've gotten older, do you feel like do you feel like your tastes have expanded or retracted a bit? Like, that where is, are you at? With that? that is a brilliant question, Dylan. You really you really found a way to wrap that around into a bow. <laughs> like, Thank wow. you. <laughs> I, I had to sit back a little bit after hearing that. Yeah, that's a really good question. I I don't know. I think that um I'll always have uh I will always have like the yearning to want to listen for like more stuff. It's like uh you could even ask like Chris like whenever we get in my car, man. Like two tra- I no two tracks are the same. It's like I might play Ka <laughs> to start off. You know, let's go. And then I'll make a left turn and play some Sophie or like some Dylan Brady, a hundred gex type time. Yeah. And then I and then I'll swerve the car back onto the road with some uh I don't even know, like Tori Moi or I don't even know. And then and then after that, you might hear me play uh like 10 minutes of I don't even know, what's like some obscure like Swedish metal band like Opeth or something like that. You know? <laughs> or fucking like Mashuga. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, like groove metal or something. So it's like it it. I don't know, like I I will always want to like look for more because like even before I even not even before I'm trying I'm trying to figure out how to say it. It's just like I really take like journalism, especially like in music, like so serious as kind of like an offshoot from the blog era because that's how I got a lot of my information on who I wanted to listen to from. So I feel like that desire to always look for more isn't really going to go away but i will say that um through me being an active contributing member of like the scene and like giving out music it is difficult for me sometimes to uh break away only because like whenever it's time for me to make a record i am so tunnel vision and that's the only thing i'm thinking about until like the day it comes out like right so it's like, ah, but um, yeah. I I I always try my best to remain like really open minded and uh, always looking for more because you never stop learning as a human. It's, it's human nature, right? Yeah, no. Nah, it, it's it it can, it can it can be difficult to get out of your own bubble sometimes, and just like it's you know like and, and, like as a writer, I kind of get that because you know like there's stuff I got to focus on because like I'm covering it and I can't really go do anything else and then there are times when I have no work to do and I can just kind of let my mind wander and just like go discover shit. Like, you know, like one of my favorite pastimes has just been like, like, like playing a game that I like know well enough that I don't have to have the sound on. And then I just like, just, just go listen to like four or five projects that I haven't heard yet. Like whether they be old or new and just like get immersed in that, you know, like it's, it's a, it's, it's a really difficult balance to maintain. And one that uh, I feel like nobody has like an easy answer for It's like, it's, it's, it's all circumstantial. What was the last record you listened to? What was the last record I listened to? Um, The new Icy Twy album, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I'm, 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 yeah, no, I, yeah, um, yeah, I think it's called Final Boss. Um, I'm reviewing it, so I went and li- um, um, I went and like scrubbed, um, um, I went and scrubbed a little bit of it. Ma- I, I actually, matter of fact, I didn't, I didn't officially finish that project. So like the last, the last like full album I listened to front to back. Let me take my where where my phone go. Here it is. Um, because I was gonna look on my um, I was gonna look on my Spotify shit, but um, or or I was gonna look on my computer, but I can tell you better off my phone. Um, 
So I'm gonna give you an old one and I'm gonna give you a new one. The last old record I listened to all the way through was um Eugene McDaniels' Headless Horse um, Headless Heroes of the Apocalypse. Cause oh. I was um it's 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 this inc- if you don't know, it's this incredible like R and B soul record. Um I think it's from nineteen seventy one. Yeah, it's from seventy one. Um 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 uh injury reserve um my my family shout out to them they um they were talking they about did. it yeah 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 <laughs> now they were talking about it in the interview with harmony so i went back and it's been a while since i've heard headless heroes but i was like let me go re-listen to it and it's, by it's, the way shouts out to them for their fantastic new uh drop like yeah i played double trio like, oh man 75 times at work <laughs> oh my gosh this is getting me through it Yo, yeah, 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 no, nah, yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Double trios, crazy. Also, also, they're called Bystorm now. Like, I, I, I've, I've fucked that up. Yeah, shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to IR, shout out to Bystorm, uh, yeah. shout out to Harmony. That IRB, interview was great. Yeah. All that, man. They're, they're, they're great. But the, but the, but the last, like, like, like something newer, um, that I, that I've really been stuck on, um, it came out last year. But the Cash Cobain Chow Lee album, Too Slizzy, Too Sexy, I've been stuck on that. Oh. I, I'm I'm so I'm so, yeah man I'm so gassed on everything Cash Cobain's been doing I love his production style um I love how like honest and horny this album is like it's <laughs> it's, it's great like er- everyone's just like ready you know yeah, it's yeah. it's like like it was all I was listening to on my way to Chicago and it's all I listened to on my way back so like I've been stuck <laughs> I, I, I've been I've been I, I don't know why either I've been I've been I've been stuck on that a lot and um yeah. cash go band I, and Charlie, they're, they're they're great guys they're 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 really good at what they do yeah definitely man yeah yeah yeah, yeah no so those are the I, I i could list like 20 others but those are the th- th- those are the two that have kind of left a really big impression on me for now i have a uh i have a i, I have a playlist that i update with like all my favorite songs whenever i hear them so i just kind of add shit to that i'm trying to remember what was the last like older record that i've heard um uh, trying to remember there's a it's probably a band. Now I got now I got really sit back and think about it. There's this uh hardcore band that I'm obsessed with called Trapped Under Ice. Yeah. Yep. And they put out uh like it's old like obviously like at this point it's like a modern classic, but uh Big Kiss Goodnight by Trapped Under Ice. They had a uh, Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory produce Ooh. Yeah, they had him from Newfound Glory produce that record and the, everything about that record is just so killer. Like the bass is warm and textured and groovy. Uh, the guitar lines, the melodies that they choose, it's it's great. But they never, they they are never a slouch in their intensity. So like mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with that. And the newer records that I've been listening to, I think the last newer record other than mine was uh, probably. Damn, I gotta think about this one. I've been on a huge hardcore kick lately, so it's like I'm, I'm trying to name a band that I think people would like actually know. I feel uh, you. Uh, Fiddlehead is like this one, this one uh, band that like I'm obsessed with as well. They they make kind of like post hardcore slash like indie rock with like a little bit of like emo turns to them. They're putting out a new album called I think Death No Longer Belongs to Us or something like that uh, in like a few weeks, and I'm obsessed with them they make really really kind of like positive like cathartic like hardcore music which is kind of refreshing because you don't really see that too often but uh, yeah you writing, really don't yeah but the writing is great and yeah like so that's those are my two obscure <laughs> picks for like albums that i've heard recently 
That's crazy. I've never heard of Fiddlehead, so I'm gonna definitely tap it. And what was the uh, what was the Trapped Under Ice album you mentioned just now? It's called uh, Big Kiss Goodnight. Big Kiss Goodnight. In, okay, came out in 2011. It's killer. That's tight. All right. Yeah. No, nah, I'm 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 gonna definitely add that to my list. Before I ask you this last question, you just reminded me that um I haven't listened to it recently, but I've been um I'm I'm a big Circus Survive fan. Um, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. The, the, um. Fucking. Um. Blue Sky Noise is one of my favorite albums ever made. I just wanted to say that, like, <laughs> that, that, like, like, like my homies, at, my, my homies at college, I think it might've been Sean in particular. So shout out to Sean. He, he put me on to, uh, to, to that album. Just like, ugh, man, I love like they, they made, and they toured it for like the anniversary recently too. And I missed it. I was so upset. I'm so mad. I couldn't be there, but, um, yeah, no, nah, I, I, I love, yeah. For some reason that just made me think about Circus Survives, Blue Sky Noise and how much I love that album. So. Shout, shout, shout out shout out to circa they're great anthony green he knows what he's doing man yeah man he's 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 something else that and that and all the sound of animals fighting shit like <laughs> yeah uh, I'm, I'm 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 tapped in over there <laughs> yeah i feel that damn so to so so to end this off um reg mason if your life was a movie what would it be about uh it would be about a young black brother from the slums of union new jersey (laughs) (laughs) just try just trying to uh just trying to make his way in the in the world on his own terms and uh, keep his head above water and then eventually he does and then he assumes a new role where he helps other people make their way and keep their head above water Hell yeah. Fucking yeah, no, I gotta 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 keep the rain cycle going and give back. That's yeah. that's that's from a small turtle to master splinter. That's that's come that's, on now. <laughs> that's no, nah, that's exactly it. Damn, <laughs> I love that. Reg, thank you. This was this was this was so this was so great, you know. Like I'm um, you know, like you, you um you're like I'm fairly I'm you know, I'm why, why am I getting tongue tied? I'm fairly new to everything you've had going on, like over the course of the last couple of years. But like, I love, but like, I see the vision. I see just like your conviction and your talent and just like, it's great. And I'm really excited to see where you take this now that like more people are starting to pay attention, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, congratulations on everything. And just like, thanks for being here. Especially if you broke your fucking hands, son. Like I can't get over that. Like it, you know, like I, I, I was ready to push it to tomorrow or whenever you nah, felt better. But like, I wasn't missing this for nothing, man. You said you said two thirty. It was like, all right, I'll be there. I'll be there maybe like seven minutes late. But I was like, I'm, not, I'm here. <laughs> now it was crazy because I literally like when I got here, they wrapped it fifteen minutes ago, like prior. So wow. So this this is this is settling now. Now it's chill. Damn, so I, I'm I'm glad I'm I'm glad to be here. Like it was a long time coming for me personally, and like this is definitely like some some bucket list shit. Like for real. So man, so I'm glad to be here. Oh man, that means so much. Like thank you. It's it's uh yeah no, I'm really happy to have you like kicking off the kicking off the uh the mid season premiere and just everything like yeah this is this is yeah I'm just excited I'm just excited to see where you take test drive and where you take the rest of your music and just to just to see where V double goes from here like, yeah absolutely because whatever comes after this this shit not gonna sound the same come on man I mean I don't I don't make 
I don't never make the same record twice. So we gotta we gotta do something else. I'm Bjork. Let's go. Yeah. What what era what era Bjork are you in right now? Right now, I'm definitely on some like uh well, I know for the next record, I'm definitely gonna go homogenic. But oh wow, okay. Honestly, it I did not debut, debut for sure. Cause I because I feel like uh in terms of like the way that it looks and like what she was talking about and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was actually just listening to pick the big time sensuality like a couple days ago. And I was like, yo, this wow. song cry, bro. I love this song so much. But definitely, I'm definitely a mix between like, like debut Bjork and um, what's the one where she made an entire album out of like mouth noises? Oh, I don't remember. Was it, it, like, it, it Vespertine? Or oh, it, oh, it was Vespertine. Okay. I, I, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Or what, maybe the one after that. Whichever was the one that she had that damn uh, birds and that's on her face. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't she had remember. and she had a whole album made out of like mouth noises or something like that. I'm like I'm like in between like debut and that. Okay, <laughs> for sure. So okay, so you so you're a ways off from a group like Death Grips sampling all your shit and turning it into niggas on the moon is what you're telling me. <laughs> okay. I love. By the way, I love niggas on the moon. But like yeah. I, that is crazy. That's my favorite. Crazy. That's my favorite Death Grips project. Like, really? uh, like that. That isn't. That isn't the Money Store. Really, the Money Store and No Love Deep Web. It's like nope. the, it's 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 like them three. You know, No Love. Like, is, that's my personal fave. Like, like, like specifically, uh, Lock Your Doors sounds like the end of days. Like that sounds <laughs> like the rapture. Ain't coming. It's here, nigga. Like, right. Put that on. So yeah, big big fan of a uh, Death Grips. I'd probably say my top three. Just like uh, just just quick, like on their discography. Definitely no love, Deep Web, uh, Powers That Be, because On GP has gotten me through so many rough times. And uh, Money Store for sure. Man, I break mirrors. To, I be, I break mirrors in my face in the United States is one of my. It's not one of my favorite songs ever, but I, I always lose my mind when it comes on. It's just one of those. It's just like, it just it just it just sounds it just sounds like the end of a panic attack to me. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and bottomless yeah. pit has some jams too. I still haven't heard bottomless pit. I I I, I think I might. I think the last full Death Grips project I heard was um, what was the Jenny Death was the one where they brought the two of them together, right? No, that was that was powers that be. Jenny Depp. Oh wait, no, you know you're right. Jenny Depp was like the tail end of the powers that be. Like powers that be was niggas on the moon and Jenny Depp together. Okay, sure. right there we go. Yeah, I, I always forgot like what the <laughs> other thing was. But yeah, nah, like <laughs> shout out shout out to Ride and Zach Hill and all of them because yeah, they're 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 live shows nuts too. I don't know if you've ever seen a Death Grip show. Oh, the they, year that we performed, they were there. Oh no shit, crazy. Yeah, I got I got faded by MC Ride. To be <laughs> honest, I was like I was like, "Hey yo, so like if it's cool with you, can we take a photo?" And he was like, "Nah." <laughs> he didn't say nah. He he actually said way more than that, but I was like, "You know what? It's all good." I feel you. <laughs> now, I mean, that's that's the price that you pay for like being a fan of like such eccentric people. That is kind of yeah. like whatever comes whatever comes out of this, like I'll accept it. We chill it. <laughs> right, yeah, just yeah, j- just the acknowledgement's good enough, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, no, nah, but no. Nah, thank you so much for having me, man. It's been like really like a dream just to be able to like like because I love shit like this, having creating 
like an environment where like we could just shoot the shit and just talk about anything for like long periods of time. Like that's where that's where my heart is. So I'm glad to be here. Same, bro. I'm happy to have you. Thank you again. Like <laughs> I would do the prayer emoji right right now, but uh, seeing as one of my hands is out of service at the moment, I'm gonna do this <laughs> on my own cast. Uh, I'm fucking with that either way, man. I feel it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.